Trump's own DHS came out and said, we need this emergency funding and we need a lot of it to deal with this crisis. This is not politics. This is a humanitarian crisis. Trump's own department said this. Um, and in 20, if you just look back, I mentioned this before, but this, a similar crisis in 2014, not as big. Uh, the, uh, the Obama administration put forward a similar $4 million, a billion dollar uh, emergency spending proposal, uh, supplemental to try to deal with their own crisis at the border and was not passed. Uh, both parties went into recess. Republicans were blocking that idea in the House. Now you have it flipped where Republicans are saying, well, the Republican administration is saying we need the money, but it doesn't look like the political will to do anything. Trump's a racist. David Nakam- throw that in. <laughs> David Nakamura on Face the Nation, I think it was, uh, trying to make the point that uh, a couple presidents in a row now have tried to deal with a major, major problem, but a variety of reasons that we've talked about for years now. The politics don't allow that to happen. This is no way to run a country. Please welcome John Daniel Davidson to the show. John is a senior correspondent at the Federalist, has written a, a number of things, actually, about immigration lately including a piece uh, in recent days as illegal immigration skyrockets, the border crisis spins out of control. John, how are you, sir? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So, listen, uh, you know, depending on who you ask, you get all sorts of different descriptors, but I think they're all true. It is a humanitarian crisis. It's a logistical crisis, a legal crisis, financial, constitutional. It's a mess, and it's dangerous, too, isn't it? It's extremely dangerous, and as the numbers of illegal immigrants continue to rise, we're going to continue to see more people die at the border, either after they cross the border or attempting to cross the Rio Grande. Um, you know, these reports don't often make headlines or, uh, you know, get written up in the news media, partly because it's so frequent. But, you know, imagine the worst things you can think of happening at the border, and they've probably happened in the last month. Well, I know you outline your story, infants and handicapped people drowning or, or dying of dehydration in the desert and the rest of it. How does that stuff not make more news? Doesn't have to do with Trump? I, you know, p- yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, part of it is that it's the steady drumbeat. It's happening constantly. Uh, you know, I think for a lot of Americans, it's hard to even imagine what the border is. Uh, you know, the news media doesn't have anything like the excuse of regular Americans. Uh, you know, it, they really should spend more time on the border. Um, it's not hard to do. Just book a, pl- a flight down to El Paso and, you know, ride around with the Border Patrol and you'll see for yourself. Um, but it is sort of hard to imagine what it's like. It's also hard to imagine how dangerous it is on the other side of the border. Reynosa is the city in Mexico right across from the Texas town of McAllen. Uh, it's not a big place. McAllen is about 150,000 people. Reynosa is a little bit bigger. But it's one of the most dangerous cities in the world. And I don't think a lot of Americans quite grasp that. You've got hundreds of thousands now of Central Americans, and that's one of the the big issues is that it's families, it's women and children, sometimes children rented out by the cartels. And this is so fundamentally different from 25 years ago when it was strapping 24-year-old Mexican young men. And that that logistical challenge is just enormous, John, once, once folks get apprehended or turn themselves in. Yeah, it's it's fundamentally different than it was even 10 years ago, to say nothing of 20 or 30 years ago. All the facilities that we have built up over the course of the past 30 or 40 years along the border were designed to hold single Mexican adults because those were the people that were trying to cross into the country and evade detection. Uh, and they were coming here to work. 
They were coming to work in all different industries in all different parts of the country. Uh, the facilities that we have now are wholly inappropriate for families and small children uh, and, you know, um, sometimes pregnant women, sometimes infants uh, that, that are, are crossing, you know, with, with, the, with their mothers. Uh, so it's not as easy as just saying, oh, you know, well, let's get some better facilities down there. It takes a long time to build these facilities. It took us decades to build up the infrastructure we have there, and now we're facing a completely different problem. Well, we're talking about how it's uh, some of the bad stuff's not getting enough attention so people don't realize what a crisis this is. So let's not hide it from our listeners. Spell it out. It, you talk about it in your piece. What are some of the bad things that are happening on the border on a daily basis? Well, one of the things that we talk about in the piece is that people are dying. Uh, if you follow the news releases and the media statements from the Border Patrol uh, you know, themselves, you'll see this. It's a pretty routine thing. People are found uh, dying or dead after they cross into the United States in remote areas. Um, in some cases, infant children will drown in the Rio Grande or nearly drown before Border Patrol can rescue them. There was a case last week of uh, smugglers on the Mexican side throwing into the river um, a double amputee and another uh, man who was a paraplegic, who both of whom almost drowned before Border Patrol could rescue them. Uh, really bad stuff is going on, and a lot of it is being driven, and this is another thing I think people don't realize, a lot of this is being driven by what is essentially a huge black market for human smuggling. Smuggling networks and drug cartels are making billions of dollars a year off of smuggling Central Americans through Mexico up to and across the U.S. border. They're charging them between two and $7,000, sometimes more, per person. And you think about the hundreds of thousands of people that are coming, it adds up. John Daniel Davidson, senior correspondent at The Federalist. Just one more question for you from me, John. I, I read in your piece that you have pretty serious doubts as to whether the 6,000 Mexican National Guardsmen sent to the border will do any, uh, make any serious difference uh, uh, to the number of Central Americans coming into Mexico. Uh, why the doubt? Because the Mexican National Guard is an institution that was created very recently, and Mexico has a real problem with their institutions being compromised uh, mm. by corruption, by drug cartels. Uh, th- this is not a serious thing. This is window dressing on the part of the Mexican government to avoid tariffs, and we shouldn't expect it to make much of a difference. At you know, all. that's obviously true. If there are billions of dollars at stake for uh, the, the drug cartels or, or whoever's making all the money off the smuggling, you're not going to let some 19-year-old guardsman in Mexico slow you down. You're either going to threaten them or bribe them. Right, and that's analysis I hadn't heard from anybody but nope. John. Nope. Yeah. Well, well done, John Daniel Davidson from The Federalist. Uh, give our best wishes to Molly, uh, Molly Hemingway, would you? Will do. If Thank you run you into her me. in the halls. Uh, well done, John. Let's <laughs> talk again soon. I don't want that to be true. I want this to get solved. Right. But obviously, if you've got drug cartels who own the police force of some cities, of course they're going to be able to. Well, they own the friggin' governor. So, yeah. Of course they're going to be able to infiltrate the uh, the National Guard or whatever they call them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they might have to. Uh, they'll call the commander of the guard, the head of the cartel. They'll say, hey, uh, you know. Hector, how are you? I'm good, Jose. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm terrific. Listen, I understand you guys are going to be doing this on the border. Uh, what do I need to know? 
Yeah, well, let me get you the uh, patrol schedule, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. All right, thanks. Best to the wife. I mean, it's literally like that. Well, we learned that from the El Chapo trial. They right. had transcripts of conversations like that, including the at the time president of the country, allegedly. Um. So yeah, I have a feeling that that's too bad. I wonder if uh, I wonder if anybody if from Mexico, including the president, what, who's the president of Mexico now? I can't even remember. Old uh, uh, Labrador Retriever. Right. Obrador Retriever. I wonder sorry. if he's said to Trump on the phone or anybody has said, look, I'd like That's to stop That's how it. I remember the man's name. I'm sorry. That's just how I do. Labrador Obrador. I wonder if Back anybody has said to Trump or our DHS secretary or anything said, look, we'd like to. We can't. We can't. We, we've got many cities where we have no control over the police force. We can't mm-hmm. have we can't have a trial. We, we can't. There's no way we can do this. It can't be done. Yeah. Yeah. What if they ever say that? I think they probably have ways to hint at it behind the scenes. Your lower lower level talks, but the this this is exhibit number one of how idiotic the partisanship has become in the United States. Because as I've said many times, you could get a panel of randomly selected Americans, and they could pass common sense immigration reform in in minutes. Explain to them, listen, most people come because well, listen, here's a great example. You got Gavin freaking Newsom, pretty, pretty Gavin Newsom, the mayor of Cal Unicornia, who has now pushed and gotten past this law that anybody who sneaks into California gets free health care up to the age of 25 and over the age of 60 or whatever it is. I can't remember uh, the old and the young. And soon it'll be everybody. If you are a a Honduran and, and you've got. All the problems of Central America, violence, gangs, corruption, poverty, the rest of it. If you don't do whatever you can to get to California specifically, I mean, in the United States, and once you get in, if you have a kid with you, rented or otherwise, they'll turn you loose because they can't hold you. So once you get in the States, you just then get to California somehow. But if you don't do that, you're a bad person. You're a fool. I can't imagine why you haven't yet. Uh, so, you know, and until the magnets and the magnets are getting bigger and bigger until they're removed or, or the juice is turned off to them, there's virtually nothing Mexico Mexico can do and damn near nothing we can do about it. So nobody's nobody's serious. And that's what makes me crazy. Even people who agree, they spend their time shouting at each other about Trump and nothing changes. There's no it, way to run a country. It is interesting that you have old people and babies dying on the border and it's not getting more attention than it is. Because I guess it's not a clear-cut, this is Trump's fault thing. Right. Yeah. So There's it's just no not space worth for it. talking There's about. no oxygen, as they say. Very frustrating. Yeah. Our text line, as always, is 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC. Well, it looks like the tariffs are off. So what's your favorite guacamole recipe? 415-295-KFTC. <laughs> Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty, extra large, featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Minor breaking news, and I mean minor. 
So the DOJ has a, come to some sort of agreement with old Nadler to turn over some evidence that he was demanding on the whole Russia, Mueller, Trump thing that continues to go on. And he said, because they've agreed to hand over this information, contempt hearings are on hold. Oh, thank goodness. We're on hold. Thank goodness. Go ahead and send your kids to school. Thank God there wasn't going to be the contempt vote. Unlock your doors. Unload your weapons. Remember the one in the chamber. Get it out of there. Everybody stand down. I actually wish I would have watched, or I don't know if it's happened yet, a little bit of the hearing with John Dean, who you may not know who that is, but he was a key figure in the Watergate hearings 45 years ago. He was the rebel without a cause, right? And uh, Or the windbreaker. And... I, I the only thing anybody can figure out is that they're going to bring him up and ask him questions just because he's the last time we actually threw a president out of office. So they thought having that guy would help the look or something. Right. Hey, uh, does any of this seem familiar to you? Oh, you've I, seen I, Justice Obstructed. Do you think this is some more of it? <laughs> oh, yeah, clear. It's like bringing in uh, a Dracula because you're having Frankenstein hearings. <laughs> So, uh, Count, uh, what he, he's pretty monstrous, isn't he? Oh, yes, he is. Very scary. <laughs> I, w- I wish I would have watched it just to see. How are you going to play this to my- make it seem less stupid than it is? <laughs> it's or less transparent stupid. than it is. I heard it coming in this morning. I heard Bring he- in El Chapo. You've seen some awful stuff. Does this look pretty awful to oh, you? Oh, si, senor. <laughs> I, I agree with Count Dracula. This is scary stuff. Um, I was watching CNN or listening to CNN this morning on the way in. They were interviewing John Dean at length. I was like, "What? Why? This is dumb. This is it's stunt casting." And uh, sure enough, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at your even your wildly anti-Trump bias news media are kind of just tiptoeing around this because it is clearly what it is. All right, huh? All right. What are you right. do? Yeah, I don't know. You're going to lay down a bunt, Jack. Controversy in the world of baseball. The uh, There's a double-A game, New York Yankees affiliate versus the, uh, I think the Oakland A's affiliate or somebody. It doesn't matter. Oh, the Rockies double-A affiliate. No hitter. Two out in the ninth. Guy lays down a bunt. Yes. Bunt. Oh, yeah. Thus ends the no hit bid. And everybody went crazy. Boo, you just you coward. did he just do it for that reason? Or what, after, what was the score of the game? Three oh, three oh, it was. One actually, o, you know what? I stand corrected. If, if it was one oh, I was definitely going to justify it. There was just, one out in the ninth. Now, nah, one out. You get on base. Got a little bingo? You get somebody else <laughs> on base. Then the tying runs at the plate. You know what you need is a little bingo. You need a little bingo. Um, yeah, that's, it's clearly defensible. And, and honestly, you know, it's funny. Um, there are so many unwritten rules in baseball and I like most of them and I'm cool with most of them. Some of it's just a little stubborn and a little 1951 ish <laughs> for me, but, um, make and, America great again. And, and so after the final out is recorded, two teams start jawing at each other and they all clustered. They're all, oh, well, you son of a, why I ought to? And it was a typical baseball fight. People just kind of walked around glaring at each other. Now, here's where I totally ruin it and totally point out totally. how silly, I, I mean, totally, um, how silly your unwritten rules of baseball are. It was a combined no-hitter. The guy thrown in the fourth was the fourth pitcher to mm. contribute. No, Nobody okay. given up no. a hit. Yeah. Combined no hitter, please. Besides, here's a, you want a little realism? That's what I do. Joe Getty brings realism. Realism is my hallmark. 
This guy who bunted, he's 27 years old. He's been in the minor leagues for two for nine years, and he's hitting 235. Dude would tear out his own kidneys with his own hand to get on base. He's going to bunt. He's going to get hit by a pitch. He's going to do anything he can to get on base. He's seeing his dream dying. Oh, I broke up your combined no-hitter. So sorry. Please. I got a girlfriend about to leave me. My dad is telling me I need to get into insurance. I saw the third baseman back. I bought it. Crucify me. Please. Uh, I love baseball nonetheless. So 60 Minutes is in the reruns this time of year, but still worth mentioning their middle story last night was how about how the, uh, the state of Michigan uh, had a lottery like a lot of states, and some senior citizen couple had cracked the lottery code, figured out how to game the system, and won a bunch of times. And a, yeah, uh, I just did the math. I love these people. There are this many variations on the magic number or whatever it is. If you pay this amount of money, you will get a minimum return of this amount. And so they would scrape together $100,000, buy 100,000 tickets, and win like $150,000 minimum. They won over and over again, and I'm not blaming them. I don't. That's fine. That's cool. Of course, but, it is, yeah. uh, as an alert listener pointed out, it's a glowing monument to government incompetence. If this was a private casino, do you think this would have ever happened? Certainly, wouldn't have happened more than once. Might have gone three days, but until uh, somebody said, "Wait a minute," I know how Robert De Niro would have handled it in <laughs> casino, <laughs> oh, or Joe boy. Pesci. You put your head in a vice. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Trump says it worked with Mexico. Tariffs will work on China as well. Meanwhile, you got Democratic progressives turning up the heat on their party's leadership and college students meaner than ever to each other. You can blame technology. How will- blank am I funny? Back to Joe Pesci. I catch a college kid being mean. Put their head in a vice. Marshall's News <laughs> next. Armstrong and Getty. Kevin Durant of the American basketball team, the Golden State Warriors, may play tonight against the foreign invader Toronto Raptors. And save the season. Save the trophy for America. Good Lord. It's like when the British tried to burn the White House. Disturbing. NBA trophy in a foreign land. Can you imagine? It's going to happen tonight without Durant guaranteed. Even with Durant. I don't know if I'd bet money. We'll see. Um, Word is Durant's going to play tonight. Guaranteed, you say? Like to back up those bold words? With a finger? You know the rules. You make a sports prediction on the Armstrong and Getty show, you have to bet a finger. I would bet money that if Durant doesn't play, the Warriors lose tonight. I would bet money. You don't bet money? No, I bet money all the time. (laughs) You're not taking that bet. (laughs) Well, no, I I might. I'd be pretty tempted. Mm. Uh, Toronto has been shooting the lights out. Shooters don't shoot great every night. They're just faster, younger, hungrier. They're everything. But they're everything the Warriors were like four years I'm ago. I'm hearing a lot of words. <laughs> words that have meaning. But, uh, yeah. Words that have meaning. And, and yet, uh, still I say, eh, but still. That's the positive Sean argument. But still. Yeah, but still. <laughs> News now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump says he firmly believes China will make a deal with the U.S. because, quote, they're going to have to. Telling me uh, today, rather, the president defended his threats to put tariffs on 
Countries like China and Mexico telling CNBC. Even without a fair playing field, we're winning because the tariffs are putting us at a tremendous competitive advantage. People want our good. They want our money. We're the piggy bank. Trump saying China's getting decimated by the tariffs because companies are leaving the country. He added the U.S. has an $800 billion trade deficit because trade partners take advantage of us year after year. A former aide to Hillary Clinton's fed up with the Democratic leadership's hesitation to begin impeachment proceedings against Trump and is openly considering a run against House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler. The Democratic Party leadership needs to change. And I'll be perfectly frank, and I've floated this, and I'm actually seriously considering. I've been a long-time Upper West Side resident of Manhattan, and I'm considering running um, to primary representative Nadler. Peter Dow, who led digital operations for Clinton's 2008 campaign, railed against House leaders' insistence to focus on investigations, not impeachment. Now, I think this could be a big deal. Only way Nadler ever loses his seat is he, 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 he dies in his chair. Or uh, somebody beats him from the left. That's the only way he loses his seat, and he knows that. Well, and he's clearly chosen the, we're going to do stuff that looks like impeachment but isn't, root. And so this guy's threatening him from the left, mm-hmm. saying, we're on to you, we're going to come and get you. And he lives right down the very crowded street, as you pointed out, Jack, from where AOC unseated the longtime uh, Democrat. Oh, what's his name, and who cares? You know what? It's more trouble and it's worth remembering the current Congress people. The former ones, forget it. Now, uh, talking about all this with MSNBC's Ari uh, Melber. I mean, people would argue that Chairman Nadler, more than Pelosi, has been trying to push forward with what you're talking about. That's what's being said. However, just like many other Democratic politicians who have been willing to step up in the House and say, look, whatever the Speaker says, I believe it should happen now. And the reason I say is, and I'm only considering it, and I'm considering it because I want to walk the talk. Now, Dow saying that uh, the uh, leadership, Democratic leadership, is failing colossally at this point. So the drumbeat continues. Can you imagine, given the timetable it would take to get uh, just the articles of impeachment together and get them in front of the House and then have the House vote on uh, on it? I mean, we would be, it would be election year. It would be oh, absolutely. impeachment and the election campaign running side by side, which would be so strange. A Stanford professor says that college students are a lot meaner to one another than they were 40 years ago. So the professor... To each other. Yes. So Professor Jamil Zaki, who heads up the Stanford Social Neuroscience Lab, has started special classes to teach students to be more empathetic. He says that learning about goodwill and generosity helps in decreasing bias against one another and makes individuals more likely to help each other out. You know, this makes sense because just a generation ago, you spend your entire youth interacting. Even if you're not like a super popular kid or whatever, you just have to interact with people all day long, every single day, as opposed to being isolated, you know, with your cell phone, video games, whatever. You're on screen life. Your pornography. Your pornography. Yeah, the professor says he really definitely thinks technology is a contributing factor to the lack of empathy. And so, I'm going to tell everyone about how shitty you are. Oh, see, now that's what we're trying to address here. There in the you class. go. Sit down. 
And somebody in the San Diego, California area is a millionaire after hitting Friday night's Mega Millions jackpot. California Lottery Commission says the ticket with all six winning numbers was sold at the Sorrento Del Mart, Del Mart in uh, San Diego, which got the store employees very excited. I mean, out of the whole United States, it happened here in this spot in San Diego. That's wonderful. No, well, that, that's, it is that's, indeed. That's great. I'm glad, you know. Yeah. And uh, nice pipes, by the way. Put me in that shop Hey, this is not a lending library. Are you going to buy that magazine or what? Uh, yes, Sean. Part of the store's excitement comes from the fact that the stores get a payout as well sure, when, sure. when their store is the one that sells the winning That ticket. I get, but just enthusiasm for somebody in my town winning the lottery, I don't quite understand. I mean. That's nice. You got that kind of camaraderie. It could have been me. Yeah. I wish I'd bought <laughs> That's one That's not the way it works. I was at that store that day. Why didn't I buy one? Right. right. I could have won. Winning tickets worth $530 million. Ooh. That's a lot of money. I'd yes. say. <laughs> That's cash in hand. Half a billion dollars? Yep. Wow. That's crazy. Yep. All right. Does he play, as we were saying, Kevin Durant? May or may not be playing in this uh, game tonight against the Raptors. Be for the first time in, what, since May? That he's yeah. actually gone out and played. Yeah, a very long time. Yep. So he would be rusty. The team playing with him right. is uh, that, that that they haven't done that for a while. They've developed other plans. They and, have a different lifestyle. And what's his motivation? He's a free agent. Most people seem to think he's leaving for another team. He comes back and plays well. He could he could make himself in, invaluable. I yeah, mean, but just, he's already going to get the NBA yeah, max, right? Yeah, anything short of a catastrophe re-injury scenario, he's going to get the max amount no, no matter, matter where, what. No matter where he goes. So the 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 kind of narrative endorse, motivation it, it changes endorsement outlook, though. No doubt about it. He he just the, the, he's even a bigger a deal. Yeah. If he really feels like the whole "they're better without me" narrative really hurt his feelings, like that would be his motivation to come back, throw the team in the backpack, win the championship, and just walk I'll off. I'll tell you this: and he's got thinner skin than an overripe tomato, so That's, that could be it. Yeah. Any rumor, or or anybody could back it up as true that he hung out and you know he wouldn't play when he could have helped a team win a championship. I don't want him on my team if he does mm. that. If he's mm. okay and doesn't play, that's th- that sort of selfish move. I wouldn't want him on my team. A lot of speculation going around here. I don't know. One a last. Lot of, a lot of thinking. Maybe even overthinking. Huh? If he, pra- <laughs> if, he, if he practiced, if he practiced yesterday, he's got to play tonight, right? No. If he can move around the court at all, he's got to be out there at all. Yes. If he was Hopping good enough to go out foot? there, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Has to crawl from place to place. Yeah. <laughs> What if, that, what if other players have to carry him? Right? <laughs> Can you do that? Is that legal? Could you carry him to the spot? We're going to put you in a different wow. spot behind the three-point line and throw you the ball. Right now, they're saying to the league office, look, he's going to ride uh, chicken style. On a, what a chicken fight style on the back of one of our other players, and uh, he'll just carry. Listen, we promise the other player, he will not dribble, he will not shoot, he will not do anything. We're asking you, let us have six on the floor. DeMarcus Cousins is going to carry him around in a giant baby Bjorn. Right. And let him shoot that way. All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Getty show, the conscience of the nation. (laughs) That'd be something, though, if he comes walking out. That'll be, I'll watch. You got my attention. Yeah. What's that going to look like? Uh, we got some great stuff for you next. Uh, Joe's candidate, favorite candidate, Eric Swalwell. Yes. With an applause line, swinging a miss. Oh, and, crowd goes crazy. And if you heard and he- haven't heard the latest theory on where tornadoes come from, it's, oh. worth, it's worth hearing. So stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. president who has the grit that you have and we have a president right now that doesn't understand the dreams that you have I will be that president because I have lived that struggle and I know how hard you work and what you expect it to add up to but I will always be real with you I will be bold without the bull that was quite something oh boy now, do you think that was supposed to be a big applause line? That's the the way some of the media took it. I watched the video, and he clearly paused. Yeah, he had to put look. his shoulders back and looked around. I will be bold without the bull. The look on his face was, I think this is going to land. The body language was he anticipated it being so. <laughs> Nothing else about it makes me think no, that. No, right, exactly. That's why I'm confused. It's just his body language when he said it. Of just, the hand, ha. I heard it first, and I thought, well, he just paused there. That wasn't a swing and a miss. But then when you watch him, he kind of said, huh? What do you think of that? And he's n- nothing. Well, he's open here. The, Please clap. The chant. Swalwell, Swalwell. <laughs> so he's uh, down below 1%. Latest Iowa poll out. Biden has dropped, but still in first place at 24. Then he got a tie for second. Bernie, Elizabeth, and Buttigieg. That's the headline. Tie for second. Bernie, Elizabeth, and Buttigieg. At 16, 15, 14, and Bernie hasn't moved in years. Well, um, they've got uh, Kamala doubled up, all three of them. Uh, Beto at two, and then everybody else doesn't stigna- show up really. To- the toe at two. Ouch. He's the biggest drop. Elizabeth Warren's the biggest rise in the recent poll. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Buttigieg just continues to be a story. And you come out of Iowa in the top two, three, you're you're still on the road. You're still on the road to I could be the nominee. No doubt about that. Well, you'll come out of Iowa only if you're untouched by the tornadoes sweeping across the middle of the country. And we all know what causes tornadoes, don't we? Yes, we do. Mm. We didn't have tornadoes here until we started putting into traffic circles. Because on the count of you want to know why... That when people go round and round in circles, it causes disturbance in the atmosphere and causes tornadoes. All right. I like the sentence on a kind of you want to know why. Because on the kind of you want to know why. <laughs> All right. Got to go around the horn here. Let's start with his Hanson in there. Is that legit or is that guy trolling? Is that legit or is the guy trolling? I think he's a troll. Uh, Top quality. M- Michelangelo. I think he's a troll, too. A really skillful trolling, though. Man, he's got the voice down. He's got the ignorant belligerence down. Positive, Sean? I think that it's legit, but I have very little respect for people I haven't met in real life, so I assume everybody's legit. I'm I'm leaning legit, Jack. I'm troll, 100%. All right, let's hear it one more time. We didn't have tornadoes here until we started putting into traffic circles. Because on the counter, you want to know why? That when people go round and round in circles, it causes disturbance in the atmosphere and causes tornadoes. You know, I may have changed my vote. I've known that guy. Yeah. I have sat next to that guy at a bar. 
There's no... And there, he just won't shut up until I, well, I gotta get home. <laughs> and I walk across the street to a different bar. Right. Hope I don't sit next to the same guy. If it was a troll, he would have mentioned, like, Trump or owning the libs. Like, there, there's no payoff for pure trolling. You had the tornadoes, later tornadoes, that's points off the legitimacy rating. But at some point he throws in the, you know, duh. I mean, just the inadvertent duh. <laughs> I don't know, that, to me, says legitimacy. We didn't have tornadoes here until we started putting into traffic circles. Because on the counter, you want to know why? <laughs> when people go round and round Gosh. in circles, it causes disturbance in the atmosphere and causes tornadoes. There's a reason, duh, is, is a, a common way to denote the less than bright. He throws in a, because of, you know, duh, when people the, go, When people go round and round and... It's, it's not even a duh, it's a die. He's... He's got the level of certainty that that kind of person has that yes. is always so annoying. Yeah, certainty increasing. Everybody, I like the guy sitting next to me at the bar. Everybody in the world's wrong but you, sitting here in this empty bar right. on a Tuesday afternoon. You've got the answers nobody else has. You Imagine my morons. good fortune having sat down next to you. Why don't you just sit here and be sad like me? <laughs> the thing nobody talks about is, and then it goes on about yeah. how it's the, yeah. the, the, the traffic circles. <laughs> You think you ought to think about it. You got cars going around and around and around. Disturbs all day long. Disturbs the atmosphere. Right? Yeah, yeah. Ah, Are right. you talking to me? Because on the counter, you want to know why. Because <laughs> on the counter, do you want to know why? That's, I tell you what. If that is trolling, that is the highest level of trolling, and I salute that man. Pretty good. That is good. Either way, I could have a beer with that guy, but just one. Yeah, one see, beer. that's the deal. <laughs> and here, so I've got more experience in this than anybody. This kind of person sitting at a bar. He ain't done with that theory. That's not the end of his thing. Mm. <laughs> oh, no, there's more. And he's not going to be the one to say, I got things to do and go, ever. He's got more <laughs> He's got more stuff to tell you, and he ain't stopping. Which brings me to phase three. (laughs) And you know what else is a problem? Okay, here we go. Here's another topic. Oh, boy. What did you think of The transgenders in sports, or whatever he starts in on. Wait a minute. (laughs) What do you think of Obama? (laughs) Oh, man. He was shouldn't have been a president on account of because he died. Because on account of you want to know why? Because he was from Kenya. Cause on account of you wanna know why. Cause on account of you wanna know why. I gotta start working that in. Cause on your count of you wanna know why. Cause on your count of you no no. It's like a super califragilistic. <laughs> Very similar. It's, a, it's a, all one word. <laughs> We've now entered final thoughts with your host Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Soothing. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Hey, Michelangelo, what's your final thought? Okay, I don't usually do sports predictions, but I will today. So there's going to be a controversial, a very controversial Warriors win tonight by one point after Kevin Durant blocks a game-winning shot with one of his crutches. Oh! Bet on it. I'm good. Bet on it! Positive Sean, your final thought. Yes, uh, it seems very clear that circuses are going to be going the way of the Dodo, but there's a circus that's proposing a new kind of future for them. 
as a bit of a traveling tech show using holograms and augmented reality to kind of take place of the animals. We've got a link of the video at armstrongandgetty.com. Go check it out. What do you think? Future of the circus. How interesting. Why not? It's a traveling show. Marshall Phillips, your final thought. Where I I live, it's going to be 104 today. 104. So I'm going to turn on the sprinklers and dash back and forth and try and stay You're going to run back and forth through the sprinklers. I love that idea. What will you be wearing in this scene? I will have on uh, some Levi's swim trunks. There you go. Yeah, Levi's. Oh, yeah. to have 30 seconds of the joy that a kid does doing that no today in my life. Jack, your final thought? Went and saw Pets 2 over the weekend. Kids loved it, but I would say Kevin Hart as the little rabbit guy, he should have his own show, his own movie, his own album, his own everything. He is hilarious mm. in that role. And by the way, without Durant, Warriors lose with him. I don't know. All right, bandwagon, Bill. Uh, my final thought is I wrapped up my role in a uh, future hit film over the weekend. I shot my final scenes. I think it went well. I tried not to be terrible. I hope your best work isn't left on the cutting room floor. I, I saw some of the dailies. I like to watch the dailies, and I definitely have that everyman look. That uh, <laughs> you know, your chiseled movie star types. People are over that. Yeah, and exactly. So I, I yeah, I do not check that box. Mm-hmm. That's that's not the side of the street I work. Perfect. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. When will that movie come out? Uh, soonish. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, festival season. Um, yeah, if you're looking for a doughy halfwit uh, in your next film, I, I am known to work cheap. Somebody, what? Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We will see tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act. Uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over! The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. We apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Because the show's over. What? Bye-bye. Did he teach a bonobo to play the oboe? That'd be really good. (laughs) Oh, boy. Armstrong and Getty.